This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 615. Make sure that you check out all of our previous episodes, markingout.com. Also on Spotify, maybe on Apple Podcasts. We're working we're on that. For... Boy, is that a pain in the bat. Pain yeah, in the ass. Yeah. Tell but me about backwards. it. Tell me about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But definitely be listening and subscribing and downloading. Downloading before you listen because you need to download it. But also buy a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Give us a like on Facebook. Black Friday sale coming up this uh, oh, this week. Tell them about it. 10 days. Check it out. No code necessary. Ooh, 20% off marking Out t-shirts. We're listed as other. Wow. <laughs> 20% off. No code. And we are in the others. So... Go ahead, buy a t-shirt using the discount code that's not there. And uh, yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Give us a like over on Facebook. Give us a follow on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitch, on everywhere. Twitter, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok, We have become the thing. A.K.A. Brandon has become the thing. Um, For those that do not know, Brandon is the top thing on TikTok right now. (laughs) Over everything taking place with Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift. But if you do not know what's taking place, make sure you head on over to her TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> so this way you can find out what is really taking place and you're going to really find out. But that being said, you heard him. Brandon, how are you? Still not really doing awesome as always. Still working with this uh, sore throat gimmick. All right. All right. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Later on, we're going to be uh, having Chris on and... I believe Chris is going to have a potentially a special guest as well. Yeah. So tune in. Make sure you don't turn off and keep on listening. But my weekend was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, A.K.A. very relaxing. Very relaxing. How about are you, yours? Are you Santana and a Michelle Branch? Isn't a that a... A little bit of that. Oh, no? <laughs> Isn't that Maybe? a Michelle Branch song? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little bit of Monica in my mm, life. No, that's, that's my Lou number five. Bega. Yeah, that's Lou Bega. But talking about Lou Bega, what about Lou Brandon? What else is going on? Man, oh man. It's like, I, bro, I started out, it's the game of love, by the way. Oh. With Michelle Branch. I started out this week, despite not having the best voice and, and et cetera, feeling in my throat. Went to the Cheesecake Factory, got the chicken and waffle again because it was just so good. And my week's like, oh, it's going up and up and up. I made some Asian-inspired coleslaw with peanut butter. Oh, boo. It's it's not an overpowering taste, but it's decent. I wish there was like more red cabbage or purple cabbage, whatever you want to call it. And I wish I had grilled chicken for it, but it's decent enough. I went to a bunch of collectible stores, even though I didn't want to go to any of them. But my friends were like, hey, let's go out. I was like, okay, I want to go take pictures of nature. I want to get Carvel. I didn't get to do 
either of those things, but it's fine. I got to hang out with some friends. You got to take pictures of nature. Uh, not not really, though. I mean, nature as in nature like boy. figures. Yeah. I was going to say nature boy, but I'm like, I don't think you actually had nature boy in any of those pictures. No, but I uh, ended up making some meat sauce and I made some baked rotini with that meat <laughs> sauce, which this, was great. This guy over here, the Virgil special. Virgil meat sauce. Yeah. Except mine you know. actually probably tastes good. <laughs> but and, and it's probably probably less costly. Well, mm, his is is Olive Garden. Ah, okay, okay. But something that I have, I don't think I have ever done before. I don't think I've ever given a shout out or an anti shout out at the beginning of the show. But I think because of how big, how 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 it was such a big part of my week. I mm-hmm. am going to start off right away and give an anti-shout-out to Ticketmaster. Whoa, whoa, we're, we're not even at the anti-shout-outs yet. You're, we're not even at the shout-outs yet. We're going to go right right off the bat? That's how hardcore this is? The way the Taylor Swift pre-sale was handled for her for her, her The Eras tour mm-hmm. was abysmal. Like, first of all, you had to sign up to become a verified fan, which I'm completely fine with. Of course. I've done that before. Even though it took seven hours because their site crashed a bunch of times, I'm fine with that still. So I I signed up. I became the verified fan like they wanted me to. Fast forward to Monday because of how popular the tour was. Yeah. They announced that they aren't picking everyone that signed up to get the the pre-sale. And the pre-sale was on Tuesday, so which that is beyond annoying. And that's just that's annoying lame. that that's how getting concert tickets are in 2022. Mm-hmm. But fast forward to Tuesday, the, the their, their website crashed a bunch of times during the pre-sale. Some people who had the verified fan codes weren't working. Their, their, their codes weren't working. The demand back when it was everyone gets a code... Maybe there's a venue pre-sale. Maybe there's a, a special artist pre-sale or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, like, obviously stuff would crash back then too. But not yeah. like this. I no, was this fine was with awful. back then. I was, I was fine. You would have separate days. You'd have a credit card, a separate uh, credit card pre-sale perhaps too. Now they limit who wants to, who, who gets the, the pre-sale code and they still can't handle that. And then you factor in the people that signed up with multiple emails and their multiple email accounts got codes. I would That's... I would truly like to see Taylor Swift sign up and go through all the processes that her fans have to in order to try to get tickets to a Taylor Swift concert. That's that's messed up, you know. I'm not a fan of this. I know it's not her fault. I have to assume she knows, especially by now. But buying concert tickets should not be an all-day event. 100%. They were supposed to have a Capital One pre-sale on Tuesday, and because of all the traffic that came to their site, and it keep, and it, it, the site kept crashing, they announced that they're going to move that to Wednesday. Fast forward to Wednesday, I'm waiting in a two-hour queue, over two hours. And then at the end of that two-hour queue, it goes, oh, by the way, sold out. That's awful. It was easier to get tickets for the the Reputation Stadium tour four years ago. And that tour 
has the highest record, like the all-time record for highest grossing U.S. concert or something like that. You had to like jump through hoops. It wasn't like the perfect way of getting tickets because you had to like do boosters and everything to get moved up in the line. But I did all the free boosters. I didn't, I didn't go out and buy like 13 albums, which was like mm-hmm. the max to get like higher up codes, et cetera, et cetera. I was able to get a code and I was fine. I got tickets. I had three tickets. In fact, fast forward to Thursday Ticketmaster's like, oh, the, the first of all, like the, the chairman or whatever goes on television in an interview and, and says that the demand for Taylor Swift tickets was way beyond that they expected. I think they had 3.5 million people sign up for the presale code, the verified fan presale code. And then they only gave away 1.5 million codes. 2 million tickets were somehow sold. And then they said that there was a demand of 3.5 billion people going to Ticketmaster to try and get tickets for this Taylor Swift tour. How that makes sense, I don't know. I have to assume a bunch of them were bots. Yeah. 3.5 billion people showed up to get Taylor Swift tickets. And then Ticketmaster announced that they're just going to cancel the the on-sale ticket, too. So I don't... Due to insufficient tickets. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know how you ran out of That's, tickets if there were still tickets. Yeah. Somebody messed up somewhere. And after all that, for the hell of it, I went to StubHub to check out the resale tickets. Mm-hmm. People have the goddamn nerve to be selling tickets for... First of all, I think it's like nerve to resell the ticket for like $500. Mm-hmm. People were going 10,000, 20,000, 60,000. I saw somebody reselling tickets for $99,000. Wow. That's absolutely pathetic. So, what happens with this tour? I have no idea. Will I end up going? I have no idea. I've well, been to Have you missed a tour of hers? I've been to every tour of hers that I was able to get to. Like she didn't tour Taylor Swift, that was with like artists like um, uh, Keith Urban and, and Rascal Flatts, and they just didn't come to New York, like our New York, mm-hmm. tri-state area, I should say. They might have gone to like Prudential Center, but in 2006, I wasn't uh-huh. going to events by myself. Mm-hmm. So if I could like go back in time and, and get rides up to like the state fairs and stuff like that. I would, I'm a hundred percent. I would have been at Taylor Swift shows back then before mm-hmm. fearless came and blew her, blew her up her popularity. Yeah. So I've been to fearless. I've been to speak now. I've been to red. I've been to 1989 reputation. I've been to all the tours lover fest. She announced in 2019 when lover came out that however, due to COVID, Got canceled. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to Loverfest because it was only in California and it was only in Massachusetts. And I wasn't going to those places for a concert. I was able to hear songs from Lover because I saw Taylor Swift at Z100 Jingle Ball. Mm -hmm. But since she last toured, she's released Lover. She's released Folklore. She's released Evermore. She's released Midnight's. She's re-released Fearless. She's re-released Red. 
So that's a lot of material that she had to work with. And people, four years. Are the numbers correct that Ticketmaster was giving? I have absolutely no idea. 3.5 billion people showing up, though? I have, I, 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 it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. What happens with the rest of the tickets? I have no idea. In the end, I, I really hope that somehow more dates get re- get more announced or whatever. I would love for her to do a residency at the Garden. Because I think, even though the demand for these tickets were like insane, I feel like I would have a better chance of getting tickets, even though it's a smaller venue at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. So come May no. next year when she's at MetLife Stadium... I hope to be at one show. I just want to be at one show. I just want one ticket. I will sit all the way up. It's just absolutely absurd. I've, I've, they had the, they said the demand for tickets were doubled for the top five t- tours of 2022 plus the Super Bowl combined. Yeah, it's it's gonna be okay, Brandon. I'm not saying okay. it's not okay now. Like it's I'm fine, but I wish I could be going to her tour. Yeah, but it's just it's just absurd. I think that's awful. I hope Ticketmaster gets taken down. People have been calling for that for years now. You have a lot of they need to be politicians getting involved now about the regulation of it. Tennessee almost did it, and for whatever reason, something paused in the investigation. It got closed up, and that was it. Money. Miley Cyrus tried to do it and it seemed like she was going to be close to it. No, didn't happen. And that was the end of that. Pearl Jam tried years ago, years before Tennessee, years before Miley Cyrus. I don't know what will happen with Taylor Swift. She's pretty much uh, one of the most powerful people in the world right now, it seems. Yeah. I mean, so maybe she, she can take did. down, maybe she could just, you know, snap her finger, be like Thanos and get rid of Ticketmaster. Hey, and, and I, get, I don't want it should have just been one of those things where you can't resell your ticket. Yeah, they should just take down resales, even Done. though they say like 90 percent of the people that got tickets aren't reselling them. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what they said. I don't know. I don't believe that. I think we should move on to WWE, move on to Monday Night Raw. Ah, Monday Night Nitro. Open up with Seth freaking Rollins. And he spoke about last week, spoke about Finn Balor, Mustafa Ali, Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, who got a, uh, that was stupid chant, but Lashley ended up coming out and he said he's going to continue to beat down Seth Rollins until he gets that United States championship back. Seth Rollins told him he blew it last week and it might be because of Brock Lesnar. Then Mustafa Ali came out. He brawled with Bobby Lashley, and that sets up the very first match of Monday Night Raw this past week. Bobby Lashley picks up that victory over Mustafa Ali, which I think we could have guessed how this would go. Yeah. But uh, Mustafa Ali, he had a quick little comeback in this match. That spear that Lashley hit I thought was super sick. Yeah, I agree with that. That that was an awesome spear. And Mustafa Ali didn't tap out. No. He did not tap out. He passed out. Yeah, which is saying a lot. Yeah. After that, the OC were interviewed about what happened last week, and they said they're not worried about retaliation from uh, the Judgment Day. And then AJ Styles challenged Finn Balor to a one-on-one match at Survivor Series, and I'm like, what the actual hell? How is this not a four-on-four match at Survivor Series? 
That that kind of irked me. But we go on to have Tamina lose to Mia Yim in her first match back. Rhea Ripley and Dominic came out to watch this match. I feel like the crowd was pretty dead for this, except for like one person doing the Keith Lee bask in his glory chant. Yeah, um, this match didn't really do all that much for me either. I don't think it was bad though. It wasn't bad. I, I mean, think you, the fans, you knew it was the fans the... on Monday sucked. No offense. Yeah, but you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, but Rhea Ripley teased getting into the ring and then she left to. A little bit of booze. And then uh, Damage Control. Backstage, they were watching this, and they asked Mia Yim to join their team for War Games. And she didn't give an answer right then and there. We'll get back to that. We move on to Chad Gable picking up the victory over Matt Riddle. They had a nice backstage segment before this. Uh, As for the match itself, Otis distracted Matt Riddle when he was on the top rope. Gable hit that huge German suplex from the top rope. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I like the uh, um, the roll through German suplex where Matt Riddle flipped out of it. Yeah, he reversed chaos theory. Yeah, chaos theory. I thought that that was a really cool reversal for the chaos theory. But it all came down to Chad Gable picking up the victory over Matt Riddle with the assist of Otis because, hey, Otis held his... Uh, his feet on the ropes. Yeah, and I thought they had a pretty good match. Very surprising, considering it's been a while since Gables had a singles victory. Has it? I believe so. That stinks. I think they had a... I don't know if they had, like, a tag victory in September. Uh-huh. I don't know if he had, like, a... I don't know if that was a singles or a tag victory. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Uh, but after that, we saw The Miz... Um, which I, I liked for when when Miz was talking, he asked for for silence when people were silent, and then they started to boo him. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, and he said that he regrets paying Dexter Loomis for everything, and he just wanted empathy and he wanted to be cheered. And he said he was sitting at home all weekend, sad and depressed. And then Johnny Gargano came out and said the Miz was not at home, sitting there sad and depressed. He was on vacation. Maurice posted photographs totally busted and then they continued and gargano said he spoke to management and it turned out turns out that miz is gonna be taking on dexter loomis where if dexter loomis wins miz is gonna have to pay him everything that he's owed and loomis gets a contract so last week i said i don't know why he's getting chased out if he has a contract i could have sworn he had a contract but i forgot that match never actually took place i just thought it was just an attack on the ramp and then then kind of just never happened yeah we so. haven't seen we actually haven't seen loomis since i think right yeah i don't think we've seen him since he got beat up well i'm not sure well he was the the cameraman that night so yeah he was cameraman um, but next up you had yeah Sheldon benjamin was interviewed about uh austin theory losing the money in the bank briefcase last week and then dominic mysterio interrupted which leads to a match dominic picks up the victory over shelton benjamin benjamin Benjamin, because Rhea Ripley distracted the referee, uh, and then Damian Priest distracted the referee. Yeah, pretty much everybody getting distracted. Yeah, Dominic took advantage of that, and uh, Shelton Benjamin went on social media and said that he lost to Rey Mysterio one-on-one, 
with no distractions. He lost to Eddie Guerrero one-on-one with no distractions. He lost to Dominic one-on-one with many distractions. So, yeah, but he can't be better than Ray and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. It's just, it's, hey, it's, I think, back-to-back weeks that we're getting Shelton Benjamin in a match, though. Yeah, very uh, happy about that. Yeah. Next up, you had EO Sky pick up the victory over Dana Brooke. Uh, it was a good match back and forth. EO this, Sky pick up the victory with the over the moon. This was another match that uh, you would know the outcome for. That you would? Yeah. Yeah. But Dana Brooke was pissed off that Nikki Cross threw that 24-7 championship away. She spoke about how she put so much time and effort in and, and work into that championship. Yeah, I liked it. I liked her her enthusiasm with how much that championship meant to her. Yeah. Um, especially because it was a joke championship to so many. And for her to Not be to saying me, that damn it. Yeah, for her to be saying that it meant a lot for her. I thought that was that was cool, but I thought it was like one of the coolest titles in WWE, but everybody else was like, Screw you. Yeah. After well, that, Mia Yim came out to give damage control her answer for war games. And she said, she's siding with Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss and, and, and Oscar. And then Rhea Ripley joined damage Control's team for war games later on. And then even later on the faces were interviewed and, uh, we have the war games advantage match this coming week on Monday night raw. So who their fifth member is going to be. We don't know yet. I think, it's safe to assume, given that Damage Control beat the absolute crap out of Candice LeRae, that it would be her. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say now that Mia Yim is on the team, Team Bad is is not going to show up at Survivor Series. Um, Yeah. I think I it's think that's a safe safe-ish to say I don't think Tegan Knox is going to be at Survivor Series. I think that's a safe bet as well, Although, if she turned out to be the fifth member and then, like... Then, I think then it's going to be finally gets to go at Dakota Kai. I think that'd be dope. I think it's definitely going to be Candice though. And they did you know? show, they did show the stuff that happened with edge earlier in the year. So it got me to think maybe Beth Phoenix they're setting up for, but I think it's more likely to be Candice. I mean, we have seen Rhea Ripley go back and forth with, um, Beth Phoenix and everything like that. So yeah, it could be Beth that, Phoenix. Yeah, because especially because she's on the team now, that's why I thought maybe it would be her. It could be. You know, it, I could see that taking place. Um, earlier in the night, though, Austin Theory was interviewed, and he said that nobody understands him. Nobody understands the pressure he's under, and he spoke about Roman Reigns being unstoppable, and him cashing in on Roman Reigns doesn't exist. He's tried it multiple times and he's been stopped multiple times. So he chose Seth Rollins because he knew that Roman Reigns was unstoppable. Does this make his cash-in look less dumb? I think so. Do I still think the cash-in was dumb? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because it was an open challenge. And then he went out and did that. But Ziggler interrupts it and he's like, worst cash-in ever. (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. And then Austin Theory challenged him to a match. Ziggler ends up picking up the victory over Austin Theory via disqualification because it was a more serious Austin Theory. There were no cell phones during his entrance, no selfies. Yeah, he's taking everything serious. 
Yeah, and it, I thought it was a good match. Ziggler, both of them, first of all, came out there looking like they were a tag team in their matching camo gear. But Dolph Ziggler at one point locked Austin Theory in that sleeper, and Austin Theory fought like hell to get out of it. Yeah. And when he finally got out of that sleeper hold, he gets hit with a the famouser. Theory kicks out of that. Later on, he gets hit with a zigzag, and he kicks out of that. Eventually hits the, the A-Town down twice. And that wasn't even enough. And pounces on Dolph Ziggler with punches. Tosses him into the ring step, threw a bunch of chairs at him. I thought this was yeah, great. Just totally let loose. And, um, it referee me of heel Randy Orton. Yeah, referee had to move real quick out of the way. He was standing like right in between him, throwing him into the steel steps and just a quick side sh- uh, shuffle. But theory, I mean, maybe I mean it was the one of the worst cash-ins. But what it led to, man, oh, man. Exactly. I mean, you said it last. I mean, is it the worst cash-in or long-term story? I, I know. Booking? I still think it's the worst cash-in. Of course, but look at what it has done. <laughs> but yeah, this this new side of Austin Theory, I think that's fantastic. I mean, realistically, I don't think that if he was champion, I still don't know what the direction would have been. I don't think that he could carry a company right now. No. So with that being said, I think that the storyline booking of the long term of him being pissed off. But it's also, it's crazy though, because like fast forward a few years ago, Maybe let's say 2012 when the Shield uh-huh. debuted. Would we have said that about any of the members of the Shield? No. No, I who think at that, that point was carrying the company was John Cena. I think that on the episodes of Marking Out, I think I was very vocal that the worst person that I don't know who if he's going to have much of a future was Roman Reigns. But fast forward a little bit years after they debuted. Who did we think maybe could be like the face and carry the company was Daniel Bryan. And they just never like they did it and then just really didn't do it. Yeah. And then fast forward to that. It's like we don't I can't see anybody else being that next John Cena. Roman Reigns is here. Who who dethrones him is going to be very, very tough to. To even come up I mean... with an answer. And it can't just be anybody. You really have to be specific now because this is how many days now? It's got to be, what, it's, 500 at least? I, I think he hit 800. 800? I think so. I think he hit eight over 800. You know, now it's really a protected thing uh, where I'm not going to say it's like the Undertaker WrestleMania streak. But now that this this streak that Roman Reigns does have yeah, going. Yeah, right. 809, 810, 810, so now he really does have a protected streak that you have to be very creative with how it's going to be broken. It, you know, maybe I would have to assume Cody Rhodes. What if it's Sami Zayn? I don't see that. The crowd would go crazy for Sami. <laughs> they would. I don't see that, though. Like, I know we just said about theory, but somebody that could definitely carry, and the crowd would... Definitely love it. Sammy. Maybe it'll be Matt Cardona. Hey, we don't know. I mean, the rumors are out there that him and Chelsea Green may be returning to the WWE. Yeah, never say never. Never say never. Yeah, he's it 14 years ago uh, this week, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I mean. The album came out. EP, maybe. Before we know it, Royal Rumble's going to be here. Yeah. You know, do we know how much longer Cody Rhodes is out for? Nope. I mean, 
I don't know. The theories there are... were rumors that Kevin Owens was uh, was going to be out with an injury, but now there's rumors that'll be on SmackDown. Right now, we're recording Thursday. He's could probably show up and, and be on that Survivor Series team. We have no idea. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Earlier in the night, though, JBL and uh, Baron Corbin were playing poker, and then Akira Tozawa showed up, and Tozawa said he has no clue how to play poker, but he literally won every hand, and then Corbin tried to cheat, and Akira Tozawa challenged him to a match, which he lost, but it was not a one-sided match, which I thought I thought it was going to be like completely like one-sided. Corbin finally catches Akira Tozawa coming off the top rope, hits an end of days to pick up the victory. But Corbin was very close to losing during this match. Yeah. And then Akira Tozawa took to Twitter to maybe make it look like he's either saying goodbye to the, the gimmick that he currently has or maybe goodbye to WWE. Which I hope isn't the case, but uh, we'll see what happens with Akira Tozawa. I mean, it's unfortunate. Tozawa just... He's he's become a comedic character. Yeah, well, he threw he was the 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 outfit he posted a picture of, whatever, and I think he wrote goodbye or something like that. Uh huh. So maybe he's going back to NXT with his normal look. I mean, we do have a lot of people going back there to re kind of create themselves. Yeah. So why not? I'm, I wouldn't be opposed if he went to NXT for a bit. Main event of Monday Night Raw saw Seth. Freaking Rollins pick up the victory over Finn Balor to retain the United States Championship. Both of them, I think, put some serious work into this match. Very, very well done. I totally agree with you. I think that this match was excellent. I think that this match was a lot of fun. Um, the the Judgment Day ended up ringside. The OC ran down and brawled with them. Brawled into the crowd all over the arena. And then behind the referee's back, AJ Styles ends up hitting Finn Balor off the top rope. And off of that, Seth Rollins hit that curb stomp, picked up the victory. And I'm like, okay, that's the end of Monday Night Raw. And immediately after Seth Rollins won, Austin Theory attacked Seth Rollins. Yeah, it wasn't even like, it was right directly after. He hit that ATD, went to the outside, they brawled out there, he made, they made their way back into the ring, another A-Town down clocked Seth Rollins with that U.S. championship, and that's how Monday Night Raw ends. Randy Orton, heel Randy Orton, feels like that so much. Okay. That was a terrible can... sentence, but... <laughs> what What do you mean? That, like, my sentence, I broke it up into pieces. It feels like a heel Randy Orton. That's what I should have said. It feels like a heel Randy Orton. I could definitely get behind that, you know? I could definitely see what you're saying with everything with uh, the heel Randy Orton. Um, overall... I thought that this match for a main event was awesome. Yeah. You know, apparently this was also, what was it? It was like Finn Balor. I forgot what it was. It was like Seth Rollins first, maybe win in a long time or Finn Balor's first loss in a long time. Or actually, I think it was Finn Balor hasn't won <laughs> on live television in like over a year. Well, he still hasn't won. Yeah, I forgot. I saw the the fact about it. Um, yeah, but well, I can't find it right now. Moving over to NXT, it opens up with Braun Breaker defending the NXT Championship successfully against Von Wagner. Very interesting way to start. Von Wagner tossed Robert Stone into Braun and had control of the, the beginning of the match. 
And then later on, Robert Stone tried to get involved. And Von Wagner pushes him off the apron. And that directly led to the end of the match. Which I think was perhaps a mistake on Wagner's end. But now I wonder if we'll see next week. Like they're just they're just going to be like separated, or, or what's going to happen with that? Maybe Von Wagner's like, "Screw you, Robert Stone, I'm leaving," and then he may he maybe he shows up on Raw or SmackDown. Um, I believe he's been at the tapings. I I think he was in that that brawl with Brock Lesnar and Lashley the other week. He was, so, which I I don't know if we even I no, think we mentioned. I don't that think there we was... did. I don't know if we did. I thought we mentioned that there was NXT faces there, but yeah, I thought that that was pretty, uh, pretty interesting that he was there for that. Uh, but JD but McDonough up- approached uh-huh. Braun Breaker afterwards and said that he's never going to be done with him. And then later on, Apollo Cruz approached Braun Breaker to say the reason why he came back to NXT was for that championship. And then he told Braun Breaker to watch his match, which we'll get to. Zoe Stark yeah. came out. And spoke about Stark. Spoke about how she was ready to come back and win the women's championship, but then they wanted her to team with Nikita Lyons for the tag team championship tournament. But then she wasn't medically cleared for that match. I don't think in full, I don't think it was the greatest promo, but I I liked it I, overall. I don't know. I wasn't that big of a fan of the promo. To me, I mean, there was a lot of repetition, but I understand I understood what she was trying to do. I get what she was trying to do. I mean, at the end where she started yelling and getting really adamant about it all. When she said, um, I'm the hunter, everyone else is in, in the back as the prey. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, I was okay with that. Uh, after that, you know. Chase U. Uh, Andre Chase asked Duke why he threw in the towel last week. And then he also said that, uh, not he, uh, Duke said that, he wanted Andre Chase to go on another day. And he didn't want uh, Charlie Dempsey to injure Andre Chase because if he goes down, they all go down. So I wonder if that will eventually be like the downfall of Chase U. Because I thought that was a very interesting line to note. What's going to happen to them after? I don't know. I don't know. You know? I mean, I, I, I don't know what I see with chase you know i'm not too sure what's gonna happen with him yeah i don't know if that's like a main roster thing mm-hmm. yeah but next up you had indus sheer my personal favorite tag team uh pick up a victory over george cannon and an unknown wrestler i, I forgot uh, i don't know if they, they didn't say a name i have no idea yeah but i like to it, when veer made the other guy tag in yeah. And then Sanga hit a one-armed body slam. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I, I want to see what happens with Indus Year. But what I hope to see with Indus Year is that they... I want to see that they have, like, a, go back to that business aspect. You know what they're wearing right now? Like, kind of like a Mr. Hughes. You know, like, just very, like, Sanga wearing... Didn't wrestle in a Mr. Hughes outfit, though. Of course. I mean, when they wrestle, they can be different. But when they're out backstage and stuff like that, which I, I want to see seen. them. I feel like we have seen that. But I want to see it constant that yeah. they're in suits and stuff. And when they're in the ring, maybe it's something else. But I really want to see um, 
them get pushed all the way to the top. Afterwards, Veer and Sanga spoke about how the fans treat the, the Creed brothers with respect, but they don't respect Veer and Sanga. So they have to destroy the Creeds. And then yeah. the Creeds end up called called them delusional. And then Ivy Nile told them not to worry about Indusheer and to focus on the tag team titles. And they're like, we have to focus on Indusheer. We saw Wendy Chu backstage. Um, she said some things that Cora Jade. Uh, or she said some things that uh, some things that Cora Jade said weren't true last week, and she said some things that Cora Jade did say were true or not true, but she's heard them before and she hasn't heard them since high school and they have a match next week. So now we're going to have to see what happens with that next one. But next up you had Apollo Cruz pick up the victory over JD McDonough. Um, I was definitely surprised that Cruz picked up the victory in this one. Well, I think Apollo Cruz needed that victory. 100%. And then Braun Breaker came out, stared him down afterwards. This was a fantastic match though. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the funniest things on NXT this week, Javier Bernal wanted to uh, go out and challenge people and not wait for challengers to be booked or whatever. So he ends up challenging Axiom and, and, um, and Axiom's out. He's injured. Mac Mitchell was like, bro, he's, he's injured. Then he challenged Ilya Dragunov, and she's like, well, he's also injured. And then she he challenged Gallus, and she's like, well, they're suspended. <laughs> so I just thought that was really funny to get him on TV and be that, that heel character that he's been being, but even more so by challenging people that he knew weren't there. Yeah, I thought that that was really awesome, you know? Um, and I like that Gallus, they still say that they're suspended and stuff like that instead of just totally forgetting that storyline. Right. You know, because we've, it wouldn't be past them to just forget a storyline like that. Right. So next up, you had the North American championship contract signing. Uh, it's always good to see Booker T out there. Booker T hosted it Well, he's out there every week now, but true. true. Um, but they, they started to argue and Booker T broke it up before anything could go down. He's like, this is not going to happen. Save it for next week. So, I don't think it was like a too exciting of a, a contract signing, but I enjoyed the fact that it didn't get physical. I enjoyed that nobody went through a table. Switched things up. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of expected that there's somebody going through the table, but, yeah, nobody nobody went through the table, which was kind of also, I don't know disappointing but i'm like not disappointing that happens like every single freaking time i don't want to yeah. see that anymore i don't know i like the table spots uh after that they had another video for dijakovic we still don't know his name 100 percent if, if it's going to be dijakovic again or whatnot but he said I like nxt Dijak. i hope they just go to dijak we'll see but he said nxt is a soft society and he's going to be changing it so hey i'm down with that Next up, you had the Dyad pick up the victory over Briggs and Jensen. Uh, the Dyad just working that that tag team over with uh, Briggs and Jensen at the end of there, you know? Yeah, but Kiana James got into it with Fallon Henley here, and that distracted Josh Briggs, and they ended up losing because of that. Yeah, and there was a blind tag during that where I think it was Briggs didn't even see the finish coming. Right. You know, but next up you had HBK announced that NXT deadline's going to be uh, 
upcoming. Well, he but, announced the Iron Survivor Challenge. Yeah, the Iron Survivor Challenge one is for, going to be taking place. One for men, one for women. It's going to be a 25-minute match with five competitors in each match. Two competitors start. Every five minutes, a new competitor enters. And when the competitor loses, they get put into a penalty box for 90 seconds. And then whoever walks out with the most pins or submissions or wins, wins. So first off, why not just go? Why not just make an even and go to thirty? Thirty what? Oh, minutes. thirty minutes. Like well, because why? they're going to be adding ninety seconds every time somebody takes a pin. That takes that takes out of it. They're going to be adding ninety seconds. No, they take no. away every ninety. They they take away ninety seconds from a competitor. Oh. Wait, now that's confusing. Because when I was hearing this, I thought that they were just going to have to be in there for... Wait, no. They, the they match just itself be... is 25 minutes long. Yeah. But if you lose, you lose 90 you lose ninety seconds of that match. Yeah, because you have to be in a lockbox or something. Right. Yeah, so but even five still... competitors, 5, 10, 20, 25 is four minutes. It starts with the two competitors... Ah, you could have done thirty. Don't do math. Yeah, but on then it. you have to redo all the math. <laughs> no, no, there's no. You start there's with no the two competitors: in... five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Thirty-three and a third percent chance of this maybe going over with the crowd. Maybe, I don't know. but I don't know. I feel like there should have been a penalty besides that. Like maybe, like I thought that it would be cool if maybe besides the ninety seconds that you lose a fall. I don't know. You know, like if if the person's up two to one, that if now if somebody pins me instead of being having two victories, now I only have one victory. I feel like that'd be really ridiculously hard to try to keep track of. And I did think that's what HBK was about to announce. But Mm -hmm. this match itself, brand new concept. It's kind of like a scramble match that WWE does, where uh, yeah, where people they they all wrestle and then. You keep pinning and then winning whoever, the championship, and then whoever whoever gets the last pinfall yeah. at the time. And, we and seen then that it's, match in a long time, right? Uh, it's been a bit, yeah, but I think it's I, like a scramble match meets king slash queen of the mountain from Impact with with that because they Iron had the man. penalty box and everything. So I mean, it's it's an Iron Man match just yeah. with it's a multi man and woman Iron Man match. Yeah. That's pretty much it. After that, Indy Hartwell picked up the victory over Tatum Paxley. Uh, the lights flickered during this. They, they went I was just going to say also that there's DQs in it, too. Yeah. I don't know if you mentioned DQs. It was pinfall submission and DQ. So well, I that's said whatever gonna... it happens. I, I don't know if I yeah, but, you know, DQs, but yeah. Yeah, but that means like a chair shot. That's definitely be... going to happen in the match, 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, the lights went out at the start of this match. Indy Hartwell later on ends up taking off Tatum Paxley's mask for her broken nose or whatever and beat her down. Wins the match. Afterwards, Roxanne Perez congratulates her, but questions her decision to take off Paxley's mask. And Indy's like, I I don't care. So. Yeah, a new side for Indy is uh, starting to wake up a little bit. like, I want to get into the Iron Survivor Challenge. And Roxanne's like, well, I do too. Rock! 
Roxanne. I'm sure both of them will end up in that. After that, we had a segment for that, that Scripps character saying cameras couldn't catch them. They're at NXT, and I think we're going to find out something next week. Should be interesting to see if it is EC3, if it if it's somebody Ooh. else. We have no idea. I mean... It could definitely be him. Earlier on, Mandy Rose spoke about all the people who have been promoted as somebody who will take the championship from her, but she's still there as champion. She said that Alba Fire will not win that title. And in that segment, it seemed like she was really paying homage to Nikki Bella, but she denied it on Twitter. Could be kind of cool if they bring Nikki in for a match with Mandy Rose. I know... Nikki's the longest reigning Divas champion of all time. Nikki. I don't think, I can't really see Nikki Bella coming in to do NXT though. Um, Me neither. I saw her like a commercial of them on a TV show. Some and wasn't... beer show or drinking show or something. The Bellas yeah. are on it. Sasha Banks is on it. Blake Shelton I, I think is on it. I impressed with that. You I know? just don't get the concept. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's drunk games or something. I have no clue at all. <laughs> but Sasha Banks is on it, so something's yeah. got to happen with that contract. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the main event, we saw Mandy Rose pick up the victory over Alba Fire in a last woman standing match to retain the NXT Women's Championship. I feel like they didn't have much time to work with. It was maybe like under 15 minutes, but it was a really good match. I liked, I think it was like almost instantly Alba Fire blocked Mandy's running knee with a steel chair. And then from that moment, Alba Fire worked on that knee. Yeah, it was a perfect setup. We saw her hit the gory bomb onto the apron and Mandy Rose kicked out of that was, or not kicked out, got up from it, from the 10 count. I wasn't expecting a gory bomb. I thought maybe that would be the end of the match there. I I kind of expected Alba Fire to maybe pick up the victory there, even though I was hoping for Mandy to, to win. Mm-hmm. But she gets up. Alba Fire ends up setting Mandy Rose up on the commentary table, and she goes to jump off that ladder, only to have Isla Dawn show up, spit some mist in her face, and push her off the ladder through the table. Mandy got herself up in time, and it ends with the lights flickering. So the lights flickering, I guess, would have been because of Isla Dawn. Isla, yeah. I marked the heck out for that. Yeah, I definitely did not expect her to return uh, at that point. And I think that it was even... Rec- it was even... I, I. It's funny because I actually just saw something the other day saying that uh, she may have been brought up to the main roster. Uh, I don't know, but I saw her apparently have a match. Um, one of the, like, the, the live event matches for NXT, and I had no idea. I had no idea she was in the United States right now. Well, there you go, you know. But if you don't know Isla Dawn because you didn't watch NXT UK or any of the other UK independents that she was part of, uh, check out her match with Mako Satamora from May 5th, 2022. It was the World of Darkness match. It was the main event. It was for the the NXT Women's Championship, the the UK Women's Championship. And I thought that was a really good match, even though she lost. Yeah. I mean, before we move over i'm also going to bring up because i did mention about uh that aspect with isla dawn somebody also that i saw that was i don't know it was something that was somebody former nxt but bronson reed did you see his tweet 
I didn't see his tweet. I saw that WWE apparently reached out to him. He tweeted out an image of a pig. Well, like, pretty much like Huskus. No. I don't know. Come on. I don't know. We're going to have to see. I don't want those characters to come to life. I don't either. Any more so <laughs> than what we saw at, at the pay-per-view. PLE. I, I do want some closure on more explanation as to those two women championship that were there. Well. Yeah. But I would I would more so just like Bronson Reed added into 2K22. He should have never cool. been taken out. I agree. But that was NXT. And before I move over to SmackDown, I got to update the Taylor Swift fiasco because Ticketmaster seems like they deleted their reasons as to why their site crashed and their little chart and everything. And their 3.5 billion, etc. 900 tour dates that Taylor Swift would have to do over two and a half years daily. And then Taylor Swift released a, a statement on Instagram. Very much so blaming Ticketmaster for everything. Because they claimed they could handle what she... The, they could handle the demand. And clearly they were not able, like I said before, they weren't able to handle the demand. And that's 100% on Ticketmaster. Even if they want to put the blame on Taylor Swift by saying, oh, she hasn't toured in four years. That's her. That's It's because of her. No. It's 100% on Ticketmaster. And now they, they announced that the The Justice Department's going to investigate them. I'm pretty sure the Justice Department is the one that approved the the monopoly in the first place. So when they get done with their their investigation, they'll probably find, oh, there's nothing. There's nothing we can do. Or they'll find that there are things wrong again and nothing will come of that. Seems kind of fishy. But... Moving over to SmackDown. The Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre opened up the show right away. And uh, I like that Sheamus poked fun at the microphone not working last week. But he ends up addressing his relationship with Drew McIntyre and their 20-year rivalry. And it's created mutual respect. And he brought up how McIntyre was actually his best man at his wedding a few weeks ago. And then they went on to address the fifth man, but Sami Zayn interrupted them to say that they don't care about the fifth man. And he also said that the bloodline is going to win. That furthermore sets up the main event that uh, they have the World Cup match. Uh, And also another World Cup match, the first match of the evening. Ricochet picked up the victory over Mustafa Ali to advance. Uh, Ali was still beat up from Monday Night Raw. And... Ricochet tried to talk him out of it because of that. But they went on. They had a, a really good match here. I like that backstabber from Ali from the, the middle rope. They had some nice reversals in this as well. Mustafa Ali missed a 450 splash. And then Ricochet hit a shooting star press while Mustafa Ali was getting up to uh, pick up the victory there. I thought it was fantastic. And I said the other week that they killed it in a series of matches on main event. And this was no different. 
I did think that because of Mustafa Ali's injury, then maybe he would pick up the victory here, but that's that's not the case. And out of the whole tournament, I really can't see anybody beating Braun Strowman. After that backstage, Mad Cat Moss and Emma had a segment where uh, he was talking about how he wants revenge on Karrion Cross, and it's because of Cross. He has no he had no voice for three weeks. And then Emma basically just said that Cross is uh, uh, Madcap's better than Cross. Cross obviously goes on to pick up the victory over Madcap Moss. Not a one-sided match, though. When uh, Emma was back on TV, I was hoping that it would it would be her having like 15-minute long banger matches, not a backstage romance angle. Maybe it leads to Scarlet wrestling again. And we'll see a mixed tag with them two versus Scarlet and Karrion Cross. She came out and checked on him afterwards. I, I don't know what, what the deal is with that. I just want more Emma. And give her old theme back, please. Later on, though, the Usos end up questioning Karrion Cross whether or not he's the fifth member. And he's like, I'm not a follower. In fact, when I go take Roman Reigns' championships from him, I'm showing up alone. Basically trying to guarantee that he's going to become WWE champion when he takes the championships from Roman Reigns. I don't know why the Usos would try to pick a fight with Karrion Cross, though. That I didn't understand. Uh, we, say, we saw Bray Wyatt come out to the ring. He wanted to apologize to LA Knight for what he did last week. And then LA Knight came out and he said that I, he thinks it's the fact that he doesn't fear Bray Wyatt. He might have gotten some respect from Bray. And then Knight went and put his hand out for a handshake and then slapped Bray Wyatt. And then he accepted the apology and said that, that that's it. They can go their separate ways now. And Bray's like, okay, we're even. And then he went in for, for a handshake. He offered a handshake and LA Knight ended up slapping him again. And Bray went into some sort of trance as Wyatt stuff flashed on the on the Tron while LA Knight was leaving. He goes he goes to leave the arena later on. In the dark hallway, we see Uncle Howdy. And then we see next he was found unconscious. So I thought it was a dope segment. I'm looking forward to whatever happens with Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. After that, Shotzi Blackheart picked up picked up the victory over Shayna Baszler. Ronda Rousey distracting Shotzi Blackheart a bunch in this time. Getting getting into the ring, getting up on the ring apron. I don't understand why the referee wouldn't have kicked her from ringside, but Raquel Rodriguez eventually made her way out to, I guess, just stand there, be back up for Shotzi if she needs it. And then uh, Shotzi won with a quick roll-up. Not much of a match, but Shotzi gets the victory going into war games. Earlier on, New Day was interviewed about the Usos breaking their record. And Imperium interrupted the interview and said that they've been making a mockery of tag team wrestling for eight years. And it led to New Day challenging them. They're like, we'll find a partner. Let's go face you. Fast forward, New Day and Braun Strowman pick up the victory over Imperium. And 
It's like I never expect Braun Strowman and it feels like it's always Braun Strowman. As for the match, I feel like this was more like a live event match rather than a match you'd see on television. But Braun at one point eats the absolute heck out of out of Gunther's chop. But like I said earlier with that World's Cup, I it's very hard to see anybody but Braun winning. Even more so with this, it's just like perfect setup for that. Gunter even ran away from Braun Strowman at the end when, when he went to go break up a pin. After that, Ricochet backstage kind of calls Braun Strowman out for that flippy-dippy comment, basically saying not to underestimate Ricochet next week. And I don't mean to underestimate Ricochet next week, but I think, like I've been saying, I think it, the writing's on the wall. Braun Strowman versus Gunter is going to happen. For the main event, we saw Butch pick up the victory over Sami Zayn to advance in the World Cup. The Usos got involved, but Butch was able to kick out of the the Blue Thunder Bomb. But it led to a brawl between the War Games teams. Sami Zayn goes for a Huluva kick, but he had to stop because Jey Uso rolled into the ring. And then Butch ends up hitting him with the bitter end, picks up the victory. They all continue to brawl afterwards. Roman shows up. He takes out the Brutes. I like Michael Cole mentioning that Roman Reigns debuted 10 years ago on that date with the Shield. But when Roman Reigns went to take out Sheamus with a spear, Kevin Owens showed up. The crowd going absolutely bananas. So crazy that they had a mute SmackDown for, for what seemed like 20 minutes. Obviously not 20 minutes, but they all brawled. Sami Zayn and him went face-to-face, which distracts Kevin Owens a little bit. He gets hit with the Superman punch. And Roman Reigns goes for a spear. Kevin Owens reverses it with a stunner. Sami Zayn left the ring to go after Rich Holland. He might be blamed for that stunner next week. But that was a hot ending. I think it was pretty much expected for Kevin Owens to be in that. Uh... So I'm definitely pumped for that. Butch has War Games experience. Kevin Owens has War Games experience. Should be cool. But I'm going to take a quick break right now. Chris will be back to do AEW right here on Marking Out. This is the raddest man on the planet, Kyle Brand. And you're listening to Marking Out. And back here on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It is Chris here with you, and I would say that Brandon was going to be here as well, but uh, unfortunately, Taylor Swift is more important to Brandon than all elite wrestling, so... Time out. Of course she's more important than AEW, no offense. Uh, however, I mean, you're, you heard what happened at the beginning of the show. Time in. I didn't, especially with it being a huge pay-per-view this weekend, it's full gear, I didn't want to sit here and talk to the wall talk to myself about this oh what are my predictions gonna be well chris glad you asked so um i gave sal a buzz and sal said no and then i said who else would be fantastic to do a podcast with me and talk some professional wrestling and it's this man um he is the lead singer of two of the three bands that i'm in that uh has come to one practice in the past like year year and a half um he is drinking a corona right now um and he's my friend CPF, close personal friend, Anthony Capozzi, lead singer of also Lost Becomes, uh, and what else? Morbid Curiosity, NQA, um, what else? Singer of the Shower. Yeah, 
There we go. Singer, singer of the shower. There we go. So I'm here. Anthony's here. Um, I'm Mr. Second Fiddle himself. No, you're not second. No, it's like I was like Sal. Like I've been Sal's been going on, and I know you're a busy man. So I was like, hmm, like wondering Anthony's got the time. And I texted you. He's like, yeah, let's do it. I was like. All right, let's go. I was surprised too. How's my sound? Can you hear me well? Yeah, it sounds fine. Again, uh, okay. new laptop. Let's go. That's Heck it. Yes, that's it. All right, so we got full gear coming up this weekend. I don't want to do like a rundown. Like, oh yeah, on uh, Rampage, Orange Cassidy defended his title against uh, Shoddy Lee Johnson, which was a great match. But we got eleven matches here. I want to like kind of go dissect all of them and talk about things that happened this week on Rampage and all that good stuff. What uh, what day is it? It's Thursday, so what? Last night was Wednesday Night Wars. No, there was no Wednesday. There's no Wednesday Night Wars anymore. This is how much you pay attention to the product. You don't. I'm a busy guy. I'm taking trains, planes, automobiles. That's it. Drinking all... beers and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Um, so. We've had this full gear eliminator tournament, uh, which Braden said he's sick of seeing tournaments, and like this thing has gotten all out of whack um, because it was supposed to end at full gear. It's now not ending at full gear. Uh, you have, and it's not it's not even finished yet as of the time of this recording. It's Thursday. Um, Ethan Page has already solidified himself in the finals of the tournament, which I'm kind of bummed. I'd love to see Ethan Page get a uh, singles match on uh, a pay per view, which would be awesome, but. He is going to face the winner of Brian Cage and Lance uh, Archer and Ricky Starks because Brian Cage defeated Dante Martin on Rampage. And then Bandito defeated Rush in two awesome matches with then Ethan Page beating Bandito on Rampage. So now it's the winner of Ricky Starks. It's like they're still in the first round of it. And now they have to have two more matches and it'll end on Dynamite next Wednesday. Um, I think this match. Oh, so this match is out. So I'm looking on Wikipedia. Yeah. I read this as Brian Cage versus Lance Archer or Ricky Starks. Yes. And so... I went, oh, they're both going to rock, paper, scissors and go, you go fight Brian Cage. No. So Ricky Starks, Lance Archer, there's a whole back backstory that came to it, too. Ricky Starks wasn't cleared to wrestle. Uh, Lance Archer took him out in the back. This match got then pushed back to this live rampage. We're coming up. I really wish we recorded this later, but. Um, you know. Oh, is there an event going on now? No, Rampage is tomorrow. Oh, right, right, right. So, um, I've been saying it for weeks. I think it's Ethan Page's tournament to kind of win here. They've been really hyping him up, especially since the firm uh, kind of disintegrated away from mm. MJF. So, I'm just going to say it's uh, Ethan Page's uh, match to win here. So, your thoughts on it, Anthony? Uh, I hope Ethan Page wins. He's a uh, he's a toy brother. He's a toy brother. Uh, and speaking of brothers, uh, one match that I am very excited about here um, is going to be for the three-way match for the TNT Championship. It's going to be Wardlow defending against Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, you kind of got to see like the finale of this this week on Rampage where it was just a all-out brawl because he had Samojo come out and, you know, cut a next-level promo. The powerhouse Hobbs comes out. Then Wardlow comes out and does a swanton bomb onto everybody on the outside of the ring, which was unbelievable. I watched and, that on Twitter. Yes, and it was just – it's wild, the, the the stuff that this guy can do. Um, He's, you know, Wardlow's a big dude, and uh, what championship does he have? The TNT championship. And then what does Samoa Joe have? He has the Ring of Honor television championship. 
I don't understand any of that. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what? It's like they bought Ring of Honor and they're still trying to do Ring of Honor stuff on AEW television, uh, and because they don't have TV or anything like that, and they have a couple of pay per views like sporadically through months. You know, they're trying to keep it relevant. I mean, it's more relevant. It, it's than- cool. Yeah, yeah. It's more relevant than it was, right? Yes. I mean, like Ring of Honor. I remember we were talking during the Pandy times. Yes, they were still they were still recording shows and everything like that, but like yeah. no one really cared about it. Now you know Chris Jericho's the Ring of Honor World Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, so people it's more recognized now than it's been in a very long time. Um, going back to the TNT Championship match, I I'm excited for this match because it's three big guys who can go here. You big know, boys. Big, as Biggie said, big pounding meat. meat. Big meaty man slapping meat. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, um, I liked like the p- big pull apart locker room scr- scrum on Rampage to kind of like show like, hey, listen, getting three of these guys in a ring is gonna, you know, these guys are gonna pull each other apart, and they need the whole locker room to do it. But I still think it, I think it's sick because Samoa Joe, technically to me, still has that rub from Lesnar. Yeah, uh, that SummerSlam stuff that happened. It was like, what was it like? Five people in a ring, and like Samoa Joe like pummeled Lesnar. Wasn't that? Uh, wasn't that the Royal Rumble? I don't know. Brandon will listen to this while he's adding it. Like you're Brandon, both wrong. Brandon, you get those tickets yet? <laughs> Time out. It was SummerSlam, and no, I didn't get tickets. The tickets don't exist right now. Diamond. Um. So show now it's me and Swing Dog. That's it. We're gonna bring in Doyle too from FFC too. We're gonna to make Girl. our own podcast. That's it. But I'm saying Wardlow is going to win uh, and retain his TNT Championship. I think he's doing a great job with it. And I'm looking. This is one of the eleven matches. Well, now ten. I, I don't know. I could see Samoa Joe winning and being like Wardlow. I thought you were gonna come after all our belts, but you got nothing, dog. Well, you know, this it started as them being <laughs> started them being a tag team, and then you know they crossed each other. So. So that's that match. Next up, um, a match which um, was announced this week at the end of uh, what was a fantastic trios match between Death Triangle and Top Flight and AR Fox. I, it was really good to see Darius Martin back in the ring uh, after uh, you know a tragic accident. Uh, they teamed with AR Fox, who apparently just got signed to Elite Wrestling after this match. So bravo to him. Um, but at what's the end that of- guy? What's that guy's the first guy's name that Dar- you said? Darius Martin. I always think like Darius Rucker. Isn't that the Hootie and the Blowfish yep. singer? Hootie the Blowfish. I've, I saw Solid Hootie. name. I saw Hootie. They were great. Um, so it's gonna be so after this Death Triangle match, they defend their trios championship. Pockets on the microphone says, you know, he knows who's coming back. He says they're not scared of anybody. They're ready. And then the graphic pulls up that you know. We've been seeing these promos over the past couple weeks mm-hmm. of like the elite getting taken out of like big moments in AEW, but now they're getting added into I guess a big moment and that being full gear as they will be challenging the Death Triangle for their trio championship. And uh, unfortunately, I think that the elite are going to win back their titles. I I have to. Give... I don't know what it. What if CM Punk comes out and bites everybody, dog? <laughs> no, that's not happening. Uh, we're not gonna see. I don't think we're gonna see CM Punk in an AEW ring ever again. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think the Elite are coming back. They're coming back for their trios championships, and I mean, they got stripped, right? 
Is that they, what happened? Yes. They got stripped they and got then stripped. Hawk and them won. They won it. Uh, they had a bunch of great trios matches, like the one on Rampage this week. Um, they had a great match with Best Friends. So to take uh, a complete negative and having to you know suspend the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and turn it into a positive, which was this, this, this small little run that the trios championship had. I know sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, they were forgotten about. But, again, this is a... a, a wrestling company that has three hours of uh, television a week. So, um, so that's that. Next up, you're going to have Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I'm hoping this is the payoff to this big, long feud that they've had. Um, they set it up for Steel Cage match on Dynamite as they have this sit-down, uh, a little back-and-forth scrum. And, Why uh, a Steel Cage? What made them come to that conclusion? Because they're trying to keep everybody out, including Christian Cage, who's been in the ear of Luchasaurus for months now. Um, but I think, and especially because you go away, the bird is right behind me. If you're listening, um, but I lost my train of thought. Oh, so going back to, yeah, they get Luchasaurus like the big wins so far in this feud. And I feel like it's finally time for jungle boy to get a win in this feud. Yeah. Cause he's been getting like beat up. Like, yeah. He's been getting like right? even to on dynamite at the, the end of this whole uh, little program. They yelled at each other and they, um, Choke slammed Luchasaurus. Choke slammed him through a, a, a ch- onto a chair. So, oh, that was that crazy. Oh no, I'm thinking of GCW spot. Uh, <laughs> did he hit like the edge or something? Or just no, he didn't. Flight? He no, he just hit landed flat right. on the mat. So, um, I so I'm saying Jungle Boy. I feel like has to win this one. Just, yeah, he's got it. Also, he's gonna do a dive off the top, right? I I would put so. You you want one of those big moments, especially on a pay per view like this. Yeah. They're gonna be especially a fr- him like. Me as like a I watch wrestling via Twitter and Instagram or social media, Reddit. Yes. Okay. I like this. I like um, this. I want to see that. I want to be going. Oh, what's the spoiler? Oh man, look at that. Yes. As plain as I could be <laughs> explaining that. No, it's all good. Um, another, you got a tag team match here. We're gonna have Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal face off against Sting and Darby Allen. Um. I'm Did about... they just face off against Ric Flair and no, it, it was it was Ric Flair and Andrade versus yeah versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. So they're taking yeah. that, bringing it into uh, AEW. Um, retire Sting. Let's retire Sting. <laughs> I mean, I like the on Rampage this week. They had a little like one of those Darby Allen movies that uh, I guess had them going towards uh, their match at Full Gear and Sting saying it's showtime. So I guess that was their accepting the match. Um. How did he say it? Do an impression. I don't remember. I was like, I was working and I was um, watching it. And he just looks and goes, it's showtime. And that was it. You know, it's in black and white. Yeah, I don't like Sting. I don't care. No? Not a Sting no, person. Not eh? Anything WCW, nah. Oh, man. Except, and Jericho's not WCW to me. He's WWE. No, he's ECW. Jericho? Yeah, he was in ECW. Nah, he's WWE to me. Yeah, well, that's where he made a shine, so... Um, so I'm seeing, I don't know about this. I, I think know. it's Jeff Jarrett versus and Jay Lethal. I, yeah, I think you have to kind of strike. Jeff Jarrett's very popular and very talented. Dude, that, the guitar strike was sick. Yeah. It, Darby took it like a champ. Um, and I think, and I said it last week too, Jay Lethal's just been getting booked so well within the past two months after, you know, when he debuted to nothing and now he's getting booked in a, a nice little storyline here. Mm. So next up on my list, uh, it is a blood feud. It is a dream match. 
Dr. Brick Baper, DMD, facing off against Soraya. This is Soraya's first match in five years. She's cleared to wrestle. We, uh, Me and Brandon spoke about her um, epic promo last week on Dynamite. Uh, this week, Britt Baker responded with a very emotional promo as well. You know, it had a lot of emotion to her. You know, she talked about, she kind of defended herself against Soraya last week. She's like, oh, I wrestled at Madison Square Garden. I wrestled here. I wrestled here. I wrestled in Japan. And Britt, and Britt had some really valid points. She goes, hey, during the, one of the darkest times of being a professional wrestling fan, we wrestled in Daly's place in front of nobody. And we kept the, the audience entertained. And it really showed you that how Britt is such a backbone for all elite wrestling. And she's one of the faces of it. Um, yeah, no, uh, she she is a huge star. And I think the crowd behind her in general, from what I've seen, it proves that. Like, everybody believes in Britt Baker. And she kind of looks like the a person next door. But here's my thing, though. It's Soraya's first match back. And you know AEW crowds are a little weird. And especially the way that Soraya's been like kind of putting herself over like, I've been wrestled here, I've been wrestled there. She's got to wrestle in front of an AEW crowd against one of AEW's favorites. So you think she gets the heel treatment here? Um, what do you think about And also, too, what do you think about Soraya coming back uh, to wrestling? Uh, I'm hyped. I was a huge Paige fan. I mean, I'm, I mean now I'm a Soraya fan. Soraya, Soraya. Soraya. Psoriasis. Soraya. Okay. Ooh, just yep. kicked my door. Um, big fan. I want to see Britt Baker come out on top. Then you do the whole Mega Powers handshake in the ring, <laughs> and you're set because that's pro wrestling. Th- that's it. Or maybe Paige does a ba- uh, heel turn. I mean, I think she's going to be heel the whole time, regardless. Yeah, I know. So, Is that... Britt Baker technically a heel? She's a big tweener. Like sometimes she gets. I mean, especially now with this, I feel like she's more on the babyface role because she's an AEW beloved. So, um, I, I, I'm me personally. My choice is Britt Baker. Yeah, I'm going Britt Baker as well. Um, you have. But I could see Soraya winning. Yeah, Soraya. My bad. I'm not. You know what it is because, and I said this to Brandon too. It's because Tom Araya. Yeah, it's spelt the same way. That's it. So it's like Celtic Frog. Frost, Celtic Frost. Yeah, I know. Same thing. Um, you got the TBS Championship on the line. Jade Cargill will be defending against Nyla Rose. This I have liked this a lot because this has been more than just Jade Cargill finding a new opponent and dominating them. There's a story here. Nyla's playing a lot of head games. What's yeah. Nyla doing like with the title? She Didn't took she... the title and now she's the quote unquote TBS Championship. You know, she on Rampage this past week. She. I love the fact that she she defeated Kayla Sparks, and then she's doing all of Jade's mannerisms. She does the jaded, she did the pump kick, you know, she did the whole sits on her and licks her hand when she does the one two three like Jade did. Um, so I like this, you know. There's a little hype package for it on uh, on Dynamite this week, but I see this is like I think this is the first storyline that Jade has been like long term storyline, couple like month or so booking, where I think this is great for her and. I think she's going to come out with the win and go, but I think it's 40 and out or 41 and out. So I'm saying Jane mm. Cargill gets the win here. Do you feel like they should be uh, giving her like the Goldberg numbers? Like they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Whenever she wins a match, they show it on the, uh, the Jumbotron. Oh no. But I, I remember when they beefed it up a little bit. Like to one, like 82 or whatever. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, he was definitely in Puerto Rico wrestling. Will will go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. 
wrestling with Gomez. Oh man. So I'm saying Jade Cargill's gonna win this one. Yeah, same. All right. Uh the Ring of Honor Championship will be defended uh in a four way match. Chris Jericho defending against Brian Danielson, Claudio Casagnoli, and Sammy Guevara in what has been the year long Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, this week on Dynamite, all four member of a tag team match where you had Claudio pin Chris Jericho clean after a big swing and hitting the uh, sharpshooter for the win. Um, with that being said, and Claudio taking the, uh, you know, getting the, the, the pin clean here, I'm going to say that it's going to be Claudio's new Ring of Honor champion. And if it's Sammy Guevara, I quit watching Ring of Honor anything. Uh, so what's the deal? Jericho and Sammy aren't friends anymore? No, they are friends anymore, but they're, like, giving him the opportunity. Essentially, it's just, you know what? You can't have Brian Danielson or Jericho or Claudio take the pin, so you have to have Sammy take the pin here. <laughs> you you think? Yeah, it could be even Jericho pinning Sammy. That would be wild. Wild, right? You'd have, yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to say stuff that everyone's already thinking. But, uh, honestly, when I saw this, I was like, this is going to be wild, like, if anything needed to follow that uh, trios match, it it would be this. To, why? Just to keep like the crowd going, dude. It's it's gonna be fire. You have four. Like, well, I mean, three. Nah, Sammy's sick. I I get everyone hates him because he's got a hot wife now. <laughs> but uh, Anthony Kelsey, keep it real. Yeah, we're all mad because she's super hot. Good for her. Good for him. Young people having fun. Anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, like, dude, Sammy's sick. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan. Four of these guys are studs. Like, even Jericho, who's 47 years old now. Yeah, or 50. Dude, I don't it, know how old he is. The fact that he's still lion salting blows my mind. And Claudio's just the man. Oh, dude. He, so good. And, uh, what did they call it? The pit bull headbutt into the pin. Excuse me, as I burp. Oh, the Swiss. I, f- I forget what it's called, but my Schweppes and my ca- Corona. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think I think Jericho is gonna win. Okay, I think it's gonna be Jericho. Okay, that be I, I'm I'm because, I'm about this run Jericho's doing with the Ring of Honor title. Was Claudio already the champ? He was the champion, and Jericho beat him for it. I think because I want to see Claudio go for the title against MJF. I don't think that's happening for a while. I think they probably have give MJF a long run. Um, and I don't know who would beat him for it. Probably Kenny Omega. Because it's AEW, and he's back. Yeah. You know. let, let, let's just keep talking. Let's, go, let's we're, keep talking. We're to, almost there. The, the inter- where are we going? We're, we're almost there. Okay. We're uh, at number three. Now we're at four, because we have to talk about the interim AEW World Championship. Tony Storm facing off against Jamie Hayter. Um, this week on Dynamite, it was supposed to be Tony Storm versus the Bunny making her return. Unfortunately, she fell ill. And she was replaced with Anna Jay, which Tony Storm picks up the victory. Oh, um, she got the COVID. I don't. I don't know what it is, but um. So Tony Storm gets a little warm up for Jamie Hader, and um. And then Jamie Hader comes out, you know, gets in her face, and then walks out. Brandon wants Tony Storm to win this, but I am saying that. I think Jamie Hayter should win it. I think the people are behind her. Um, it sets up a match 
you can make this a three-way match. Once Thunder Rosa comes back, you have Tony Storm like, hey, I never got my shot at the women's title, and I want my shot a rematch for the interim title. So you make a three-way match. I'm about Jamie Hayter winning this match. I uh, I don't know Jamie Hayter. You poser. should. I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm Tony Storm. Day one Tony Storm. She was on that. Uh, May, May Young Classic. She stuff. was in the May Young Classic. Yep. I was like Tony Storm's got to win. So Who won that. I don't remember. Kyrie Sane won the first one, and Tony Storm won the second one. Oh, look at that! See, mm-hmm. was Tony Storm in the first one also? Um, I think so. Let's see. She was let down last time. Uh, That's see. my old time. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah. Tony uh, Storm all day. Serena D was in there. Rhea Ripley was in it. Um, Bia Yim, Mercedes Martinez. Wow. Star-studded lineup here. So, anyway, back to AEW. The tag titles will be on, on the line with um, the acclaimed Swerve in Our Glory 3. This, this is going to open the pay-per-view. You think so? This has to. Uh, you need this match to... Dude, everyone everyone loves the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. And I love their Long uh, Island boys, baby. Let's uh, well, go. Bowens is from New Jersey, but anyway. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I love think you're a Long Island. I love their new rap video this week for Hand for yeah, Hand. Yeah, it's great. It was fantastic. It was so much fun. Um, I need I need acclaimed foam uh, scissors in my life. And you got the ring of, uh, King of the Ring champion Billy Gunn in their corner. <laughs> His name is Daddy Ass. Get it right. Daddy Ass. Papa Ass. I'm going to pop. Uh, wait, are we allowed to say ass? Yeah, we're allowed to say, we're allowed to say uh, ass. FPG? Yeah, that's fine. Because it's his name. Okay. You know, it's like that Dan Housen song, bro. We're the ass boys. Mr. Right, ass. Right, right, okay. right, 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 So I'm saying the acclaimed wins this one also. Um, I feel like because of the dissension between Keith Lee and swerve strickland's there's going to be some something that happens there it's either going to be keith lee swerve's going a little crazy breaking hands breaking hands um but that's that's, the story though yeah i I think i I think either keith lee's going to turn on swerve or swerve's going to turn on keith lee and it's going to help uh the acclaimed get the w here i mean you want to you want to make a gentleman's bet uh do you think keith lee's going to end up scissoring the acclaimed by the end of the night um hmm no, I don't think so. He'll just be like, yeah, I think could. Keith Lee's he's scissoring, bro. He'll Come like, on. We'll make a gentleman's bet. And I'll, I'll, I will make a voice memo go, I was right or I was wrong. Okay. Fine. Gentleman's And you bet. can play it on the show. Gentleman's bet. Right. Right. Well, it's a scissor on it. Scissor on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're doing video call. Main event time. You were right. There's only two batches left. It is the AEW World Championship. John Moxley defending off against MJF. Um, this week on Dynamite, you had uh, a John Moxley promo, which kind of ended the show. You know, putting over MJF. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be in a big battle this weekend. Then the firm comes and attacks them. MJF just comes out with this huge like babyface reaction, being like a babyface, taking out the firm, um, and then kind of tells John Moxley, "He goes, I'll do whatever it takes to win this title." So. But the one component that, like, I noticed there was that they really, like, kept an eye on William Regal. He, like, wasn't, like, a background piece. He, um... Yeah, what was that? Do you think he's... Does he believe in John Moxley anymore? I mean... But he also believes in MJF. That's the whole story. That was been the whole, like... Oh, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Uh, he, you know, that was the whole, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing a guy in uh, NXT who was fantastic, or, like, you know, who did tryouts at uh, NXT was fantastic, but, you know, he needed to go out there and prove himself. And this is MJF's, like, you know, redemption song. Um, I definitely feel like this promo really didn't, like, wasn't a good final, like, stare-off before going into a pay-per-view. But it's such an awkward match to me, because, like, yeah, he won that chip, basically AEW Money in the Bank, and then said, I'm going to challenge you for it here. I I don't know. It it all feels weird to me, especially because I'm not watching. Like, I feel like I should know what's going on by not watching. But it's like MJ, it's like it, it seems like it's two baby faces right now, which is the the weird part about it. Yeah, everyone loves John Moxley. John Moxley's the guy. Like yes. he, you've wanted him in this spot for how long, and he finally gets it. Like, I mean, he lost the title what twice when he was supposed to go on vacation, and then you know you got people uh, doing silly things, and they have to put the title back on him because he's the only one they believe in in that moment. Yeah. For sure. Like, it's yeah. the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But uh, I'm fully behind MJF here. MJF's winning the title. It needs to happen. <laughs> if not, if not, the Prudential Center will burn to the ground. Dude, I don't want him to win. I want Moxley to stay champ. Okay. And, and listen, I'm for, I'm for Long Island boys. Strong Island. But, dude, like, John Moxley's the guy. Let him go on vacation now. Yeah, well, maybe that's like, why I take title off of him. Well, you can, I, how are you going to no, do it now? When it, when not it's... taking the title off of him. He's the dude. Put Make MJF lose, and then uh, just come, go back to being a heel. Forever champ. You think MJF's forever champ? No, I think he's going to... Oh. They got to give him at least like a year run with the title. Ugh. I don't know. I want to see him win it in some terrible way. Maybe he turns heel and like... Yeah, maybe Brex William Re- maybe doubles. William Regal like helps him with like hits the Brex mocks with the breast knucks and that's how uh, you know he he wins it. He even says he's like I'm MJF. I can't win a match clean. Oh, he said that. Yeah. Ugh. So something's got something's got to happen to help MJF win the title. I'm saying MJF here. You're saying John Moxley. I'll, I'll do Moxley. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, you keep in our tallies. I didn't keep my tallies. I'm yeah, because I'm gonna go back and re-edit edit the podcast, and then uh, I'll I'll keep notes too. So uh, yeah. that's our predictions for. We went over 11 matches in about 25 minutes. So very. Is there cool. anything like any pre-match? I think. Well, I said the the semifinals of the Eliminator tournament is now gonna be on the pre-show. All so. Right. That that'll be that. I don't know what else. They'll probably throw like a Ring of Honor match or something like that on the on the pre-show as well. But as of recording time, there is nothing. So um, rather than give you a match of the week this week, let's get to some shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Upcoming events. No, not upcoming events. Shameless plugs. Um, Anthony's here. Anthony, give us some shameless plugs. Plug yourself. Plug uh, Lost Becomes. Uh, Lost Becomes, we just put out a self-titled record. Uh, you can still get the vinyl at mangorecords.com. And we have a few that we're selling at shows. And we are playing Amityville Music Hall December 9th with Dr. Acula, Dreamwell, and Boar. We have a new lineup. It's Sean Ageman, who's been playing drums with us. He's a full-time member now. And we have Anthony Lopardo on second guitar, whether that's 
rhythm or lead, I don't know, because it all sounds the same to me, man. And you're in-ears because you're such a rock star now. In-ears? I don't wear in-ears. <laughs> that, that was a, a two-time thing. Actually, one of the first times you saw me with Thracian, and I ripped them out about a song in. They were terrible. Trust me. When Awful. I, when we oh, yeah. That, when we, yes, I was in Thracian. I'm st- still technically <laughs> in Thracian. So are you. That one show we played, I like first saw my ears just popped out. I'm like, screw this. Dude, I, it's all about the I, moment, I, man. I'm scared of going deaf because I've had like tiny, tiny glimpses of it, but ugh, yeah. it was just awful. I mean, maybe we just didn't do it right. I don't know. No, I don't, we, no, was... we didn't. Definitely didn't. We did. We did fine. All right, and so that's that from us here. Now we gotta throw it to Brandon and Dave because they did the rest of the show. And Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey, wow, this is Owen Wilson. You're listening to Brandon's shout-out. Kevin Conroy is getting the first shout-out because he unfortunately passed away last week at the age of 66. He was the voice for literally, I think literally my whole life for Batman, the animated Batman. I I didn't really know animated for Batman. For almost my whole life. I watched I didn't that really series know, big time. I, didn't I had know all the figures much, but... and everything. Yeah, I didn't really know animated Batman, but now that we're older and stuff, and I'm looking at the animated Batman, like, uh, some, like, clips on YouTube and stuff like that, that show is really good. Yeah. He you started know? the the role in 1992 and just really, he never stopped for the animated. Yeah, very... Animated version. Very sad. Did he do any of the um, animations after? He, or was it just every, a series? Every single Batman cartoon, I believe, was him. Wow. I think even video games were him. Yeah, yeah. He always had one of the longest lines at the Comic Cons, which uh, which was great. But it's just very unfortunate that he passed away. Yeah, I agree. My next and last shout-out, because I gave that anti-shout-out at the beginning, but uh, Gallagher. He also, unfortunately, passed away last week at the age of 76. Yeah, Gallagher. I mean... Prop yeah. comic. I always wanted to see him live. Also, more than a prop comic. He did, like, uh, observational comedy, too. But he's most famous for using that sledge-o-matic to smash watermelons. Obviously, other foods as well. But and if you don't know Gallagher, I would say look up his specials. I think there's a bunch on YouTube. I know you got to see Gallagher. I really, really wish I could have seen him. Yeah, I got to see Gallagher back in the 90s um, at Westbury Music Fair. And... I remember it just it was so funny. I always thought that he was funny. Um, the comedy I was I was watching a clip and I really felt like the com some of the comedies were like forced a little bit. I mean he people just were there to see him smash probably props at times. <laughs> they just wanted to see him take the sledgehammer out and smash pie in the or watermelon and watch the entire first few rows get food all over what, I think what did he refer to the first few rows I think it's like death row or something maybe yeah I know like a splash zone or something I don't know but they gave, did they I believe they gave out ponchos if you were in like the front row I, I never knew that I, ne- I always thought that figured that people just brought ponchos with them to a gallery I mean that's what I assumed I grew up watching these Gallagher specials on like on TV HBO when I was a kid yeah like <laughs> yeah I, I would assume that people brought ponchos because you knew what you were getting into with Gallagher yeah you know, but Gallagher was definitely very funny, a prop comic, as you mentioned, and um, yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah, but 
Those are my shout-outs for this week. Now it's time for... Our... is right our mark out moment of the week i gotta say uh too rad kyle brad being on aw dark oh tell me about it yes or, uh, or dark def- elevation sorry yeah i definitely marked out for that he teamed um, with smiley fairchild and channing thomas of <laughs> course to lose to matt hardy in private party but still i was not expecting to see kyle brad there i thought that was really cool yeah, yeah. Um, and I would love, for, I, dude, it would be so, I would just want to see the Reynolds brothers back together. I want to see him and Alex tag again. Uh, I know. If you don't know, know this, Kyle Brad, who was on AEW Dark Elevation this week, if you don't know, <laughs> tagged, used to tag with Alex Reynolds, who's now currently in the Dark Order on the Ky- indie circuit, PWS. Yeah. Kyle Kyle was one of our uh, road buddies. Yes. Our yes. travel travel buddies, part of the Diamond Club. Diamond Club forever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it was Corey, really cool to see him on Dark. Right, so. we had Frankie, uh, Corey Price. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had I had John Silver once. He fell asleep the whole car ride home. Not a good, not a good road warrior. But. Yeah, good times, good times. <laughs> but uh, um, and I again, I definitely marked out for Isla Dawn showing up on NXT. Yeah, yeah, I marked out for uh, Captain Insano. Um, I wanted to mark out for that, but. I, I more so marked out for I feel like I marked out more so for the acclaim being involved in it. Like his gear just wasn't the right gear. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he just I mean, it didn't look like Captain Insano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I still wish that it was Captain Insano who showed up. I think when Tony Khan kept like teasing it for freaking weeks. I know. This was supposed to happen at uh what is it? The... I don't know if it was like Grand Slam, it seemed like. Yeah, Grand Slam. Grand I don't know Slam, if Big yeah. Show was injured at that time or anything, but but yeah, it was it was cool overall that <laughs> they did stuff with Captain Insano. Yeah, uh, also, by the way, it was obviously revealed to be Chris Jericho on The Masked Singer this week. Oh, yeah. We marked out for this. Like, how anyone thought it was anyone else but him is beyond me, but it was Chris Jericho. He ended up, his last song was White Wedding. And uh, I don't know, it just wasn't great, but... Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely marked out for him being on uh, that show. I, I mean, Nick Cannon announced him as AEW Wrestle... AEW Champion Wrestle Superstar Chris Jericho. And then they used the WWE picture of him when he was on yeah, the Yeah, producers definitely dropped the ball with that one. And then Ken was like, but, oh, I was such a big fan of you in WWE and WCW. I was like, what about AEW? I know. Ken, Ken just like full-blown <laughs> Mark mode. Yeah, well, but, I, I mean, mean, we've seen Ken involved in WWE, too. He he did stuff with uh, Jeremy Piven the night that he talked about Summerfest and dove off the top <laughs> turnbuckle onto uh, John Cena, into John Cena's arms. That was still one of the craziest episodes I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely marked out for that too. You know, it's always a mark out worthy whenever something crosses over. Oh, I marked out not wrestling related, but I don't know how I didn't see this before, but it's been out for a month already, but I marked out and I kind of, I don't know why you didn't send this to me. I marked out for the, uh, the pre, the, what is it? The preview of 
season four of Doom Patrol. I've never. Why would I send that to you? I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No. I, oh, I didn't, but you're not I'm a big not, fan. I have not caught up on Doom Patrol. I saw the one or two episodes. That's it. Yeah, but you're. But I'm but waiting for the... Peacemaker series two or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, but I I marked out for seeing that Doom Patrol season four because I am a big Doom Patrol fan. Um, definitely, I agree with you with Peacemaker, and I did start to get through Titans. DC Titans. I'm on the new season for that, so marking out for everything taking place over in the DC TV show world. Yeah, but yeah, so take it home. That was episode 615. I truly, truly hope that every single fan of Taylor Swift gets tickets to her concerts. Yes. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Marking Out. BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram. Chris Sweendog on Twitter. CM Sweeney85 on Instagram. David PTDBT on both. Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Use Marking Out 11 for Instagram and YouTube. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Again, starting this weekend. By the time you listen to this, 10 day sale for Black Friday. Check it out. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. 20% off. Check us out on TikTok. We're not blowing up on TikTok, but we're getting some views due to the, uh, hey, the Taylor hey, Swift controversy. We are blowing up on TikTok. If you have not seen what's <laughs> taking place yet, you have to be following us over on TikTok because you don't want to miss what the next video of Brandon's going to put out is. Right. You don't. You got to see what he says about Ticketmaster. Dealing with Apple Podcasts and Apple has been exhausting. I really, really hope that it'll be resolved soon. I don't see it being resolved soon, though. But you could check us out, markingout.com. That's still a thing. Um, I mean, that's still a thing. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to episodes on markingout.com. You can listen on Spotify Podcasts. Amazon Podcasts is up there, dated, updated. Uh, Google Podcasts is updated. Stitcher used to, but now for some reason it's not updating, and I feel like that's because of a problem that we're having with Apple. Maybe I don't know. So Apple, but but head over to Spotify, subscribe over there, Amazon, subscribe over there. We're good folk, markingout.com, and uh, that's the show. Six fifteen. We wish you wish you the the. In your, your future, future endeavors. endeavors, have a fantastic week. Oh.